Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome in to a special draft day edition, edition of Snaps. And um, by the end of this, you're probably be like, well, what the hell, man? I thought you said special edition. Why is this only 15 minutes long? Uh, you know, it is. So let's do it. Uh, we are going to give you six great draft day predictions that we'll see if they come true later tonight or not. First off, I'm T-Bob Aver, joined as always by my guy, Aaron Murray, Mr. QB1. Look at how beautiful that Tampa native is. Aaron, what's up, dude? What's up? What's up? What's up? Happy draft day. Happy Thursday. Excited to get things going tonight. A lot of moving and a lot of shaking. Uh, who gets first pick on our three? Are we going? You go first. We go first. We need to flip the coin. I I don't even care I because I know that you don't. I know that you don't have my three predictions. So uh, you can go oh. first. Take it. Yeah. Okay. Go All ahead. Right. Go ahead. All right. Um, my first one. I'm going got? big out of the blocks. I'm going big out of the blocks. Uh, Will Levis drops outside the top ten in the draft oh. tonight. Oh. Um, wow. Wow. We. Wow. I think Bryce is one. We all know Bryce is one. I still think CJ is the safest of all the picks. I think he goes second off the board. So then all of a sudden, if you're going to take a risk on someone, why not swing for the damn fences? Why not go for the moon? And I think that's Anthony Richardson. So if I'm going to swing big, AR-15, come on, baby. You're the most talented guy in this draft. You're the freakish. You have the highest ceiling. So like, I can I can make an excuse in my mind of why we draft Anthony Richardson. It's hard for me to make a lot of excuses of why Will Levis should be inside the top 10. So I think he slips. I think he's outside the top 10. Hmm. So I might have approached this situation a little cockily <laughs> <laughs> because quite literally 
what I have written here is Anthony Richardson will get drafted before Will Levis. And my reasoning is, <laughs> is nearly the exact same. In that, yes, right? Like if if, if two guys suck, up, if two guys suck, why not draft the guy who is the better physical prospect, right? Like if they both yep. have bad film, if they both throw a, throw a ton of picks, go with the guy who now, now granted, they're both physical freaks in a way, right? We yeah, know Will Levis. Yeah. We saw the abs. We saw the arms, the vascular nature of his muscles. Like the dude is jacked. We saw Aaron uh, reach climax watching him throw in the indoor. And I and I feel it too because like that ball jumps out yeah. of his hand. But he doesn't run a 4-3. He's not as tall. He's not as heavy. Uh, and he doesn't have the rocket. He can't do a backflip. And he doesn't do parkour. I read an awesome article about Anthony Richard about him and his friends used to go running around and parkour around the city and it led i'm sorry to steal this joke and not be able to credit but i can't remember what twitter crowd said it but it led to somebody calling him the park quarterback okay and i'll take the park quarterback any day over that tight muscle i mean you told us aaron will mm. levis is too jacked he's too jacked yeah. to be to be a yeah. top to be a top 10 pick now now you're going so far as to say that you don't think a levis will be drafted in the top 10 though no, I think he'll, I think he'll start dropping. I do, especially if Houston doesn't take a quarterback at two, then then you know next quarterback gets taken at four, which is Indianapolis. You're not really sure if Seattle takes a quarterback at five. I could see them taking a quarterback if if if, if it's Anthony Richardson. I could see Seattle taking one, but like, does Oakland take a quarterback with Garoppolo? Uh, I don't know. And then from there, the next pick is eleven with Tennessee for a team that that needs. So really, it all depends on Houston. If Houston doesn't take a quarterback which I think they need one, but you know, we're hearing a lot of buzz that they're not going to. Then all of a sudden, there's a really good chance you only see three quarterbacks taken inside the top 10, and then it's up to Tennessee if they want to trade up possibly or say at 11 if they feel comfortable if they decide to take a quarterback at that spot. So, um, yeah, I can, I can now, see Now, we should point in. out, we should point out, Levis still minus odds to be the number yeah. two overall pick. So lest you think that we're not swinging for it here, um, the odds are that he will be taken second overall by the Houston Texans. Oh, and 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 Brum, you know how we were looking for, you know, what secret bit of information are we missing? Why would Will Levis be drafted two overall? I figured it out. I figured it out. Mm. Uh, it's it's Bob McNair. <laughs> Bob McNair, the owner. Um, he would, of course, he wants to draft Will Levis. Uh, all right, are we up to my? Well, okay, so I I screwed this up. I only had three takes prepared, and we just had Here's to a say good take. Fake. Just so back to so, mind. so it's okay. So yeah, okay, exactly. So you win the day. Um, allow me this. Uh, this is a draft prediction. It's not really college football related, and it is a bit of the local variety, but it still is pretty fascinating. As um. I guarantee you tonight in round one that the New Orleans Saints will trade up. Uh, it's it's unreal how addicted the New Orleans Saints are to trading up. So, Mickey Loomis, if you look at front offices since 2011, nobody in the NFL has lost more draft pick value in trades then has Mickey Loomis, and it's not even close. I, I wish I could get you the chart here, Aaron, uh, because okay, they have some numbers attached, right? And you don't need to understand what the numbers are. Just know that, uh, okay, like like the, the Buffalo Bills 
uh, have lost the mm -hmm. third most draft pick value, and they're at about negative 2,300. The Eagles yeah. have lost the second most value in the NFL over that decade. They're at negative uh, 3,000. The New Orleans Saints are over negative 7,000, doubling up the, the next. All they do is trade up. They do not give a damn about nope. draft picks. They traded up in 2011, 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19. They traded up twice in 2020, and they traded up in 2022. And this comes in an era when everybody feels like trading up is flawed, right? Because like, what are you doing? You're you're just you're 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 in a weak negotiating position because they know that you want somebody specific and they kind of flex on you for it. But uh but the Saints just basically don't care about about picking yeah. as much as other people's do as most teams have about 120 to 150 drafted players on the board. The Saints reportedly have 75 to 90. Fuck them picks. Now, is it a major problem? Because it gives you no margin for error. I think it is, but that's not the point. We're trying to predict what's going to happen. The New Orleans Saints will trade up. Nice. All right. Uh, my next one is Bijan Robinson will go inside the top 10, whether that's to number eight, uh, the Atlanta what? Falcons, or I think if he drops to 10, I do think he will go to Philadelphia. Philadelphia is in a spot right now where they don't need a lot. And when you don't need a lot, you get to pick a luxury pick of who's the best player on the board. Bijan Robinson is one of the best players in this draft right now. So if I'm a team that just signed my quarterback to a $180 million contract that's guaranteed, or 180 guaranteed was like 250 total, some crazy yeah. number. I want to take some hits off Jalen. I do. I want, I want him to last the length of the contract. If I'm going to give you that much money, you know, I love your running. I love your athleticism, but I need someone else there to, to support you. So they really don't need a lot, the luxury of being in the Super Bowl, but still having a top 10 pick. So what do they do? They pick the guy with the, the best player on the board, and they pick the guy that takes some hits off Jalen Hurts too. So you will see a running back go inside the top 10 because Philly's at 10. I don't think he'll go past Philadelphia if they have an opportunity to get the premier running back in this draft. So if he goes at 10, I do think you'll see two running backs in inside the top or essentially in the first round tonight. Bijan will go at 10. You'll see somewhere uh, Jameer Gibbs will go as well, running back from Alabama. Then we'll go somewhere in the late 20s. See, this is kind of the opposite. I was going to say that you'll see only one running back taken and that you won't see anyone because my draft take is, oh my God, what a great year it is to be drafting a running back. Like, don't get me wrong. Bijan Robinson yeah. is really good, right? But then listen to this list. Second ring running back, oh, it's Jimmy great. Then Zach Charbonnet, or as Aaron famously says on this program, Zach Cabernet. Uh, mm, Devon A. Chain. Tajay yeah. Spears. Remember Tank Bigsby? We all yeah. thought he was like God's gift to football. He's a six rate guy. Chris Rodriguez, list. Deuce Vaughn, Zach Evans. Chris Aaron Rodriguez Ray. isn't even in the top 10. I you got to go through Dwayne McBride, Roshan Johnson, Sean Chase Tucker Brown, from who was Syracuse. Austin, Illinois. Sean Tucker, that's what I'm saying. So, like, why then, Aaron, if I'm the Eagles, would I go with a top – would I draft a running back first when there's so much running back value to be had here? Because those guys are, are significantly better. You're getting a guy that is, is you know, rookie uh, – uh, offensive rookie of the year potential at the running back position compared to a guy that is more of a role player. Like, I like those other guys, don't get me wrong, but those other – do any of those guys scream – uh, starting potential, or do they just seem like good rotational backs that no, you can I get in certain situations? Like Bijan is a good first, second, third down running back that I know right now I can put him in my offense, and he's a three down back that can play seventeen games. 
Those other guys, I have to find specific roles and niches for them. I don't think they're as talented. I don't think they're as versatile as those two running backs. So that's why I think there is a premium to get him or Gibbs in the first round. Bro, my problem is um, I don't believe there's a starting running back left in the NFL. I kind of feel like everybody's a rotational piece. And maybe you maybe like like Derrick Henry would maybe be the exception, right? Because he's so massive and so physically different. But like, look, I you know, this is obviously very disrespectful to guys like Josh Jacobs, but it kind of is what it is, right? Yeah, you lead the NFL rushing, but like, I don't know. I feel like I could replace you and get basically what you're giving me for not that much. And that's how I feel about B. John Robinson. Like, like, yeah, maybe he is a little extra normal. Um is he Saquon Barkley? I don't, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't think so. But even if he is, I feel like I can basically get what I'm looking for out of a, out of a Tank Bigsby, a Charbonnet, a Tajay Spears from Tulane. We didn't mention Kendra Miller, Zach Evans from Ole Miss. There are just so many running backs available. So I think it's an excellent year to be drafting a running back. But there is no way I would take a running back in the first two rounds. There's just too much. Like there's too much value. Like the middle of the pack relative to the top is so much closer than other position groups that all this running back group represents some real mid-round value. So my take is do not take a running back in this uh, in this first round. Um, You're just piggybacking on all my fucking takes, aren't you? Yeah, so I guess I, I, you know, I came out this show a little cocky. Um, yeah. thinking that I cooked up something unique and I accidentally fucked up and I had uh, nothing unique and and I, yes. Now, no, well, I guess I, you've done your three. You've done your three, so I guess I get my third one, which is oh I yeah, guess, my, go ahead. Yeah, your Saints one was unique. Uh, my last one, Jalen Carter will be the first defensive player taken off the board. He's oh, too over Will Anderson. He's too good. Over Will Anderson. Uh, um, Todd McShay Carter, told me they were happy to see the back of Jalen Carter in Athens. Oh, and he, and he told you personally. Um, on Twitter? Uh, yeah, on Twitter. NFL teams just want to win. They will figure out the character issues. He is the best player in the draft. I think he's the best player in the draft. I really do. And he's a difference maker. I love interior defense alignment compared to outside guys. I just think they they they, they affect the game a lot more. Look at Aaron Donald nowadays. I mean, yeah. if you got a guy that could be a run stopper, that can eat up double teams, and can get after the quarterback as well, not just be a run stopper, but can penetrate and, and interfere with the quarterback in his face. That dude is a premium, premium uh, defender. And I, I, I absolutely love it. It was always the most difficult guy for us as a quarterback to face for me. So I think he's the first guy going. I think they'll figure out the, the, the character issues when he gets there. Um, so yeah, Jalen first defender off the board tonight in the NFL draft. Yeah. Look, uh, your interior guys set up. Your outside guys. Uh, obviously, you know this, right? If your quarterback can't step up, well, all of a sudden, pressures on the outside turn into sacks from the outside. So it's like it may not reflect in the stats, but Jalen Carter can have that impact that goes way beyond just what his raw stats may read. Uh, do you do you buy that quote though? You know, Kirby and George is playing it very cool right now, Aaron. We still are a college football <sighs> show. Kirby saying, ah, Bear Alexander, who needs him? You know, Jalen Carter, you know what? Honestly, I'm glad to see him go. He's a lot. He's a lot. To, to be clear, Kirby not say this directly, but McShay no, put it out there. Did that, he say that? No, 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 no. But, but McShay put it out there that, uh, you know, the smoke on the street in Athens is that, again, they weren't too disappointed that dealing with Jalen Carter was quite a bit. 
not that anything I've heard of, and I don't know if people are just lying to me or not, but I've talked to a lot of people inside that facility about this and, and specifically players about this, and no one had any issues with Jalen in the locker room, on the practice field. Was he perfect? Is he a saint? No, but like you deal with I, I would love I, I would love for him right? to become one. Yeah, he Sorry, would love I had, for him. I had to jump Saints in on that joke. The yeah. Saints you know, <laughs> trade up all the way to number four to get Jalen Carter. Uh, but for me, like nothing has been to the extreme where it's like, you know, they're throwing a party in Athens, Georgia, because Jalen Carter is the hell out of the locker room. Like, I think everyone respects him as a player. Understand that there are certain prima donna, prima donna personality traits when it comes to certain players with that that are that caliber, but nothing that was more extreme than any other elite player. Aaron, what was your biggest prima donna trait as a player? I wouldn't give anyone a high five with my right hand on game day. A lot of people thought that was very disrespective. But I have, no. a, I have, a, valid, I have a valid excuse for this, though. Oh, no, no way. I have a valid what excuse. I love I, I actually really appreciate how quickly you had that answer ready to roll. What, 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 what was the reasoning? Because, you know, all these guys, like, oil up before a game so their muscles pop. So one day I yeah. went to go, like, it was like one of my first games. I went to give one of the guys a high five, and it was straight fucking Vaseline on my hand. So Wait. I'm like, oh. Did you just admit to Georgia cheating? You're not allowed to Vaseline up your body. That is that is not allowed. That that is that is like is literally like, against the rules. Is it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So well, you can't like so you can't be grabbed. We'll on. take our wins away from 2009. I'm sorry, <laughs> wow. but yeah, they fucking Vaseline up, baby. Vaseline wow. up. So okay, so you went to high five slick. though. I'm sorry. So you went to high five, and all of a sudden you come away, and you just got a petroleum yeah, it looks like jelly. Yeah, jerked hand. off an elephant. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, not what you want as a quarterback. So then from then I'm like, I'm not, I'm not high fiving anyone. So it was all left hands, left hands, fist bump. Oh yep. my god, can you imagine yep. jerking off an elephant? That would be crazy. Um, you know what else would be crazy? If Will Levis doesn't go in the top 10. And that's what we're going to be on the lookout for in tonight's NFL draft round. Watch one. him go first overall. And I'm just eating this. <laughs> well, it's better than my producer. The producer of my radio show uh, a couple months ago said if Will Levis goes first overall, he'll eat a sock. Uh, we later figured out that eating that socks. So we later figured out that eating socks is actually legitimately dangerous and can kill you. Uh, so if Will Levis goes first overall now, uh, I am going to work out very hard the morning for a show, like it really, really sweaty. And we're going to squeeze that sock juice into a cup and then make him drink it. Uh, yeah, which sounds awful. It sounds absolutely awful. But also, you know, it's just good classic shock jock radio fun right there. I mean, that's, that's just how you do it here in the local radio game. All right. Hey, everybody enjoy the draft tonight. Sorry for the short episode today of Snaps, but you know we love you. Uh, please like and subscribe to the YouTube channel uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, rate it, review it if you enjoy it. And uh, we love you. We'll be back with more Snaps on Monday. See you then. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. 
And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.